Your favorite thing to do on a day off? Binge watch television. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Reba Watchables, your favorite Reba recap pod. The revolution has already been televised, as we all know. Um, I am your co-host, Natalie Weiner. And I'm the other co-host, Johnny Opping, and we have a um, exciting new guest. In person. In person. Only second ever. In our very uh, important HQ here in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. The, uh, what's our sponsored podcast studio? The, um... I don't know what's a oh the Lakewood Landing official podcast studio. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, it is Billy Law, esteemed musician. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Uh, thank you for having me. This is like a a real dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy's first dream was to be on a musician, and his second dream no. was to be on Rewatchables. Rewatchables yeah. came first, <laughs> and then after he heard the pod, after he started thinking more about Reba's career, he was like, I need to get into this music thing. Give it mm-hmm. a try. Yes, 100%. Uh, Reba's a huge influence and inspiration to us all. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, so <clears throat> Billy is, uh, he's a recording artist. Uh, he's a solo artist, and also he is the bassist for the Ottoman Turks, a great Dallas band. Um, so I don't know. I mean, your uh, Ottoman Turks are like a genre unto themselves—country rock, um, cool guys, Dallasy, Dallas, Dallas dash Y, yeah, fun yeah. and Dallasy, capital F, fun. Um, <laughs> And I mean, your music is is country not adjacent. Fun. Not fun. it's <laughs> it's more contemplative. It's just yeah. less like party and more reflective. Yes, I had to uh, find a way to get all the gigs, so I did <laughs> one side and the other. And so I mean, I mean both both are at the least country adjacent. Is it? Where does Reba's music stand in your life? Is it something that you listen to growing up, listen to now, or have only, like, a very distant relationship with? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a mix of those. So I didn't, I didn't really grow up listening to, like, 80s and 90s country. Um, if the only real country music that I was listening to growing up was, like, outlaw country, um, okay. which, you cool know, it's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so uh, there was that. I didn't really know anything about like kind of country in its uh, pop elements until I moved to Houston. Um, and I was working in the construction industry at the time and doing a lot of driving. Mm. And I found this incredible radio station called Country Legends. Hey. Did like 80s and 90s country and found like this whole new genre of country music that was... Um, I mean, awesome. And then I married my wife and found out that everyone loves 90s country. (laughs) And it's a huge deal. Um, And Reba, like, the first song by Reba that I, like, guess I knew was Reba was um, You Lift Me Up to Heaven. You Lift Me Up. That's, like, Uh, kind of a deep cut. uh, It's, it's like, my favorite Reba song to this day. It is just That's, like, 70s Reba. I think it's, like, her second album. Yeah, that's for the real, real head. Probably, like, 1980. Uh, To this day, it's still my favorite Reba song. Uh, But then I, like, kind of got to know Reba and fell in love with Reba the person. (laughs) Which makes, like, Reba's music even better. Because she's, like, she's a symbol. Yeah, it's right. the total package. You've got spunk, you've got red hair, you've got Reba, and all the songs kind of definitely embody that. Yeah, and I didn't even know the show existed till later on. I guess I knew it was Reba, I didn't really, like, put the two together. <laughs> You're like, there's like, so many Reba's here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a second redheaded Reba. Yeah, we gotta collaborate. Yeah, yeah, So, then I put that together, but I also didn't really watch sitcoms growing up. So, sure. like, um... Classic too all, cool like, for school guy. It was kind of outlaw new. country and no sitcoms. <laughs> It's okay, we get it, we get it. No, but so, that's cool. Um, wait, like, what age did you live in Houston? Uh, like, right when I graduated college, so, like, okay. 22. Okay, so was that, like, 
the heart of Houston, or are we talking like Sugarland? I lived area? in Jersey Village, which is like northwest okay. of downtown, but I like was driving literally all over. All over. Okay. So, so did you go to Sugarland? Oh yeah. So So you were in the heart of Reba I territory. Was, I was in the heart of Reba territory, yes, for sure. Did you like when you watch <laughs> when you watch any of Reba? Do you recognize <laughs> I, that? I, I, I never like this is so Houston. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a development I yeah. <laughs> um no, I don't I don't think that they actually punch enough on like Houston, Houston stuff. Like, you, it's not very um specific at yeah all. they had a little shreveport talk in this oh no that was in the last uh, episode yeah i'm getting i'm getting mixed up we're trying to record two yeah. episodes in if one anything day. they should be talking more like um you know we gotta go to school so we gotta leave like two hours beforehand <laughs> right, right. <laughs> on the traffic. yeah no it is like it's it's interesting that it's not like there is so little houston iconography in there i am assuming because I don't think they're they trying try to, very hard they're probably trying to do the opposite so that they can like you can watch it anywhere yeah, in the country they definitely try to lean into the texas thing yeah the, and really football is the only way that they do that. exactly so <laughs> yeah maybe they don't lean into that. i mean it's <laughs> and just country accents texas, big hair football. football yeah i mean it's like uh it they definitely i i am sure if you watched reba at that time and you didn't live in texas you would just get the sense that, like, every city in Texas is the same. That's, like, kind of what they're going for. Well, it's is just like, a suburb. It's know? exactly, yeah. Texas is a big suburb. Yeah. I think, like, that is, like, that's probably what people think of. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people just being, like, so Dallas is basically, like, a suburb, right? And it's, like, no, there's suburbs outside of Dallas that are, like, <laughs> suburbs. Like, but, yeah. So, we got a good episode. We got... And I think, you know, before we do anything, we need to plug Billy's album. Yeah. By name. Before you even think about this episode of Reba, which obviously yeah. you will at length, That's go right. and, like, stream at least, like, 12 times Alone Somewhere by Billy Law or download it. Yeah. Even better. Oh, yeah. No. Head to... You've got you a Bandcamp, right? You can just stream it. That's right? fine. Yeah, we got Bandcamp. Bandcamp. We're all Get, over the interweb. Do it's, it for, uh, Do it for the artists. It's a great album. It's a very good, like... Uh, call like you call it a work day, and then you play that album. So like, if you're lucky that Chill if mode. you're yeah if you worked hard that's like five p.m. But if you want to make it like ten after four, then just put. <laughs> or if you're Johnny and I and you want to make it like two thirty, you don't have a real job. Exactly. It depends. If you're if you're a writer, you can play Billy's album anytime. All day. But no, it's a great album. I think I still think voicemails. My favorite song. Um, that's like I want to be cool, and like the single shouldn't, you know, like too cool. Like no, that's I great. want like the single being the best song. You like, can I like want any to be of able my to songs. say, but like that's <laughs> that's still the one I like. I pick out and play as opposed to throwing the album on. Yeah. Um, and also listen to the Ottoman Turks. They really are the most fun band in Dallas, which puts them pretty high up and just fun bands in general. Uh, and if you're in Dallas and you haven't seen Ottoman Turks yet, then you I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have a good time. That's, I think, uh, that's a pretty pretty safe bet. But It's true. Yeah. Um, so what episode is this? This is episode 14 of season one of the hit sitcom Reba. This one is called The Story of a Divorce, which sounds a lot more grim than the episode actually is, I feel right. like. Um, it was written by... Gary Shimakawa, who he's he's a returning writer to the Rebaverse. He's written some pretty pivotal episodes that, you know, whatever, you would know if you were listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was record was it aired February fifteenth, two thousand two. Um and February fifteenth? Fifteenth, yeah. Right. Day after Valentine's Day. Day after of the course. first Valentine's post night. <laughs> <laughs> So all the people who met <laughs> mourning that wow. tragedy are now or exchanging vows. Uh, no, chocolate <laughs> hearts. You, you'll need to add a bell anytime, like the first time someone mentions nine eleven in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ding. I mean, like realistically, we should let the guests do it, and then it would be like a real game. Yeah, it would but, be more organic. Yeah, but, um, but like, we're not. Yeah, we're not like that. We're just gonna force the issue. Um, 
3.5 million people watched it. So that's a lot, but it's actually not a lot in the scale of like Reba viewing numbers. So maybe like Valentine's Day hangover, people weren't quite in the mood to like tune in. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I mean, they didn't want to. They didn't want to watch a show about divorce. That's true. When they, they were still feeling like romantic yeah. or whatever. Um. So, you had not, Billy. You had not seen an episode of Reba prior to this week. I had probably seen like half of an episode in passing at some point in my life. Half of an episode sure. or two. Okay. Which and I, they really made an impact. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and, and so you, we were just talking about this pre-recording, you tried to catch up and watched about half a dozen episodes and then skipped to this one? Uh, well, so I actually started watching the episode that I was supposed to watch for this uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, and then I finished it, and my wife was like, we should just start this from the beginning, right? Okay. Like, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So we're like, we need a happy show to be able to turn on, like a happy 20-minute show, so it doesn't yeah. like, you know. So this Happy 20-minute is... show is a good category. You've got to have one of those, and, you know, after you've watched, you know, Parks and Rec and, mm-hmm. you know, all those shows. Boy Meets World, which yeah, you Boy Meets World, yeah. Watched. Boy Meets World or, or The Office, like, after you've seen all of those, like, you don't have anything else to turn on that's 20 minutes long, because TV's too good now, so it's all just like, give us an hour of your time. Right. Right. Uh, so yeah, we got through like seven or eight episodes. Okay, so you no went way. this episode first, mm-hmm. traced back. That's right. Pretty chaotic way to watch Reba. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't. Yeah, I, been... I, mean, I couldn't believe that I could follow along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you've been listening to the podcast. I have right? been listening to the podcast, so, so it was great. I uh, yeah, I um, I knew a lot of the stuff that happened. Hey. I was really just filling in colors, basically. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Seeing the facial expressions of the characters. Or, I mean, the funniest thing uh, is I remember listening to the podcast and someone said that all of the actors look like the less famous version <laughs> of, like, who they could have gotten. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just, I couldn't stop thinking that while I was watching the entire show. Just like, yeah, it kind of is like that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's, it's definitely like a, whenever you, it's like Reba's famous... Van is was on Shameless. That that could like that was messing with my head the entire time it was happening. Mm-hmm. So do you watch Shameless? Yeah, yeah. I see. I haven't seen it. I had watched a lot of Shameless. It, it, it's something that we talk about a lot because it, like I mean Natalie hasn't seen it, but like half our guests have seen it, and it definitely seems like a show that people that isn't talked about that much in that like seen. pop culture, but like everyone or a lot of people stuck with it for like. 50-ish episodes. No least. one finished it. But yeah, everyone it's got still, it's still on. Everyone I think. got like eight seasons in or whatever. Yeah, wow. um, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel that because that's that's my story too. <laughs> yeah. But yes, seeing Kevin from Shameless on there is jarring the entire time. And also, I think y'all mentioned like it's kind of like a spinoff of his character. It, it's believable. Like that if it could things be. didn't go awesome, yeah, then it would be Kevin. I mean, it's like it's weird, like. We we are seeing Reba post having seen him first in Shameless, but I I got to imagine there's someone out there who watched all of Reba and then however many years later Shameless came out and watched it and we're like, this is him. Like he grew up and this is what he did with his Maybe life. Maybe that's there's, why he was cast in that yes, role. There's totally fan fiction out there that has him in yeah. some, like uh, undercover or something like that. <laughs> uh, exactly like a witness protection. Witness protection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but wait, so what was your favorite episode of the ones that you watched? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's kind of a hard question. Yeah, that remember. is hard because it's like I was telling you earlier, it feels like all of the episodes that I watched last night have Are, become like, one, one giant episode. Yeah. I like how you, I like how you were, y'all were like, we need like an easy 20 minute episode. <laughs> and you watch like seven of them at once. <laughs> It's been a rough couple of days. We just, needed, we just needed something nice. Uh, but Well, so is that, like, when when y'all came to that conclusion post-watching this episode, and you said, like, why don't we why don't we watch this in the beginning? So are, do you feel like you're in? Like, are you going to 
continue watching this? 100%. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I, I, like, collect shows. Like, I, yeah. I'm, like, as soon as I start, it doesn't even have to be any story. Any story. If I, like, I have to finish it. It doesn't matter yeah. how bad Completed. it is. Like, I need to add it to my... Yeah, uh, put a to notch your arsenal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I feel that. That, it, that can be crippling. It, no, it is. It really, it's really, really bad. I have like the opposite of ADHD where it's like, or maybe that is like a different version of ADHD. <laughs> it's just like I focus so into, I'm like, how does this end? I'm, yeah. I mean, what's going on here? I'm similar. You're thinking really far ahead. What's the last episode of Reba? Like, oh, who knows? Man. God, we can't even. Yeah, uh, we got about a hundred to go through. Yeah. But I mean, I'm the same way. And when I break it for a show, like where I, when I forcefully make myself stop watching it because I'm not having fun anymore, I'm like so proud of myself. I, like, and then when I hear someone be like, "Oh yeah, that show's not good anymore," and I feel so validated. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I gave up. Yeah. I, I cut out. But then I still kind of want. I wish I was like that. I, like, I feel like, why is it bad though? The show <laughs> that I did that with, that like maybe will make people mad because I think people are obsessed with it, is Dexter. Didn't start it. So started it. For that reason. Was into it. I mean, just in the sense of, like, I don't know, serial killer show. Like, I mean, it was gripping. And then I liked it a little bit, like, probably after, I don't know. It's been a while, but second or third season. Like, every episode after that, I, like, kept noticing I didn't like it anymore. (laughs) And, like, I think they're still making, like, I just saw, like, a, (laughs) like, a bus Ad that was like Dexter's bag. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped watching that show like eight years ago, ten yeah, years ago, and yeah, I started it terrible. late. Yeah, I, but. like when I was in Houston, uh, you know, this is from you know the pit of where voicemail was written, so you can imagine my state of mind. Uh, <laughs> was the ranch? Do y'all know that show with like oh, the Netflix show? show? Yeah, yeah. I I think I don't know if I've watched the most recent season, but um, I was up to date on that show. How many seasons are there? I mean, there's probably, like, four, but, I mean, if you can get through one episode, like, it's a big deal. Like, like three seasons of it or something, just kind of like, I mean, I I guess I'll see how these characters develop. I mean, from what I understand of that show, isn't it sort of, like, a callback to this era of shows? Right. Like, like laugh track sitcom. sitcom It is a callback, and it's, like, trying to be conservative edgy i don't Ew. know how to oh, say okay. that where it's like is sam know, elliott in that yeah and all right and he's he's on board for the yeah and it, you know it's just yeah it, it's <laughs> just it is <laughs> <laughs> i gave up on billions that's what i was proud of recently because they, I enjoyed it a lot, but then they had PFT commenter on. They were getting too, like, <laughs> galaxy brain. Yeah. And too, like, cool guy online who, right. basically, like, fake Bill Simmons. Basically, like, a billionaire who, like, wants to be Bill Simmons. Ding. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we mentioned Good old Bill. Well, I mean, it's I like. just like, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> Brian Koppelman is the guy who made that. And right. he's just, like, a guy who's, like. It, anyone makes anything good and he like thinks it's the coolest thing in the world and then like references it to death and like <laughs> honestly plays a part in like making it not cool anymore yeah. so i mean i liked the show a lot for like the first two three seasons it. it's pretty addictive you know i mean i haven't seen billions or succession and i'm not convinced that they're different shows well, they're really different vibe-wise, but this isn't a podcast about that. We need to get right. into oh, it. Yeah. We're having too much fun. Back to the Reaverse. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, just something what a little could more be dramatic. more fun than the Reaverse? <laughs> so, what did you think of, just broad strokes, this episode? Uh, I thought this episode was pretty good. Um, I think it's it starts to unpack some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that um, the more you kind of sit with it, the more you're like, okay, we're really trying to get at something here. <laughs> um, you know, the themes are there, yeah. but they're just kind of lightly brushed upon. So That's we'll true. see if they come back later. But if not, you know, there is some meat there for those that are willing to uh, to pick at it. Yeah. I think so. Oh, I okay. guess we got to do a synopsis A little summary. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, basically, this episode, Reba gets her final divorce papers. This mm-hmm. is, like, a monumental occasion because, you know, her and Brock's divorce has been in process, I guess. Um, and every and her best friend, who we know from a few previous episodes, um, reappears. And she's, like, 
really you got to get back out there. Your divorce is finalized, like blah, blah, blah. And so she's like going through Rolodex, you know, which is yeah. kind of funny because it's a scene basically a... directly taken from When Harry Met Sally. Like literally an identical thing happens in yeah. that movie. They're like sitting together and she has like the um, Carrie. It's a Palm Pilot, isn't it? In this yeah, one. In this oh, one she yeah. has a Palm Pilot. But in When Harry Met Sally, Carrie Star Wars. yeah, yeah. With Fisher. F- Carrie Fisher. She's going through her Rolodex and, you know, pulling out yeah. the cards and Meg Ryan's like, no, no, like, I don't want it. Anyway, so it's literally mm-hmm. the exact same yeah. scene, but it's with Reba and her friend. Um, and they dig up, like, the guy she was dating when she met Brock. Um, and she she's like, I can't remember why I broke up with him. Like, blah, blah, blah. Let's go, let's go on a date. He was, like, on paper... Like great, like rich and but even back then was like he was the the president of of Brock's fraternity. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Brock's sorority. (laughs) (laughs) Brock's fraternity. Whatever. Yeah, he was better in every possible way, but mystery reason. Rebus, like I don't know. I broke up with him anyway. So they set all that up. What was the B plot? Brock was like buying Kira shoes, shoes because he's like feeling guilty about the divorce. It's like Kira's goth I don't even know if moment. that was a B plot. It, it was. It was just like in the in the room, basically. Uh, there was something the, ha- the kids processing that was definitely was, like yeah. That. The yeah. kids. That's true. Yeah, it was, it was like Kira and Jake kind of having their little moment. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like the two. <laughs> I mean, which we can we can get into later, but like. The kids that we have been saying have been neglected this entire series. It was their breakout moment. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, but I mean, like, not just... It's, like, proof positive that they have been neglected. Yeah, exactly. Because they're, like, going through a psychological trauma. And at the very end of the episode, Reba's like, oh, are you actually upset? Yeah. (laughs) Like, they're neglected in the script somewhat, and they're neglected as children (laughs) of parents. Like... Like to yeah, a like, irresponsible degree, and it's like, oh, I wonder if the divorce is affecting them. It's like, well, it's affecting them so much that you two are so wrapped up in it as like your the hijinks <laughs> that come with it that you're not parenting them. Yeah, I yeah. think it is probably affecting them. Anyway, go on with. But yeah, the, so those are kind of the main plots. Reba goes out with this guy who seems on paper so great and she goes out with him she's like wow he's so nice i can't believe like i dumped him like what was i thinking you know and then they kiss and boom like he's a bad kisser slash there's like no chemistry apparently and she's like crap i remember the first our first like internal monologue (laughs) of reba in the series she says oh i remembered in her head as they're kissing. I didn't really note that. Uh, Zach Braff got the inspiration to start Scrubs. <laughs> <This is> exactly. <laughs> From it. this episode of were, He was like, oh, that's easier. <laughs> it's easier than writing dialogue. You can say a lot yeah. with a little. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so then it just becomes this whole thing, and she's like, I can't be with him, like, blah, blah. And that's kind of where we get some of this context that, like, she and Brock had, like, incredible chemistry, apparently, mm. at the beginning of their relationship, which, like, ooh, we don't really she want called to think it about like that a, Like a wildfire. A wildfire it was yeah. like, okay, Reba, yeah. like, she's out here. Um, but, yeah, and so then she just kind of has to, like, dump this guy. And, yeah, that's... Yeah. The... She, she gives him one more chance. Yeah. Which is just kissing it's, him in public. A really well done breakup, though. Yeah. yeah. Overall. I no, mean, she was like... Once she commits to it. Right. <laughs> I mean, the kiss, the, like, the test kiss is unreal. I don't know if that part was done well. Just because it's, like, setting him up to make him feel... It's a little yeah, unrealistic, but it's also, kiss. like, setting him up to feel even worse. Like, double down. Oh, no, you are Horrible. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, let me clarify, and then let me just, just like, double check. Like, yeah, you really right. Suck. It's like to have this person that you've sort of been in love with for twenty years kiss you to confirm that they think. And you're this bad guy at like does everything right. Otherwise, like he yeah. sends her flowers the next day. He's saying all these really sweet things. He's like yeah. funny. You know, like it's pretty obvious that like there's nothing that would be wrong with their relationship yeah. except this apparent like lack of chemistry. And there's like a little running thing where the obvious like Reba expects Brock to be insecure and about, he's like not. and he's not at all. He's like very like smugly like I'm happy for <laughs> you. And like I mean I think we all saw this coming, but like 
then he reveals at the end that he she had told him 20 years ago that when, that's why she dumped the guy yeah because he was a bad kisser and that's why he was so like cocky, cocky about, about it. it yeah um but yeah Ugh. I mean, and so, and then, yeah, I mean, she brought, like, it was pretty straightforward. It's like, things that you knew was going to happen, were going to happen, basically happened. And then, like you guys said, there was a, Kira had told Jake. She just kept telling him, like, fake things that would happen with, like, her mom dating. Like, yeah. just, like, because new, he's new dad. New dad, Yeah, exactly. Basically. New dad. Yeah. Like, you're you're going to have to change your last name. name or your like, real, yeah. And, like, just, he's going to move in and, like, throw you out in the cold or whatever. You know, just, like, kind of. Older sister yeah. torture things. And then we find out, which, like, to be fair, I did not see coming in the episode, that, like, we find out she was doing that because she was the one that was having trouble processing the yeah. divorce, and she cries at the end, and Reba has to, uh, sort of... Be uh, like, nothing's gonna change for a long time, you know, Yeah, whatever. and we're not gonna forget about you. Exactly. Kids. We're not gonna forget about you for a long time. Like, <laughs> eventually we will. we'll forget about you <laughs> when I find someone that actually is a good kisser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so, yeah, we talked a little bit, your general takeaways. What was, like, your favorite part of the episode? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I don't know why I but I thought it was really funny. I don't think anyone else would have found this funny, but for some reason it stuck out in my head when he ordered her linguine with clams. Mm-hmm. Oh, after yeah. you know, like not seeing each. I just feel like that's a really weird thing for oh, someone to I order exactly. and remember. <laughs> yes. And when he was like, because I guess I didn't catch all of what he said, so I thought this was just gonna be like, oh man, the guy's a jerk. Like right. he's like yeah, 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 yeah. Caesar salad, no anchovies, and lingu- right. linguine with clams. I was like, man, I would punch someone in the face if they ordered me linguine with right. clams. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was not meant to be funny or like um, sexist in any way. Yeah. It was supposed, it was to, supposed be to be endearing like sweet. and sweet. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I don't know why I thought about that a lot after I watched the episode. How funny it was. Like, just a random thing. Like, just spaghetti with meatballs. Come on. Yeah. Like, this is Reba. Well, it's I... also Texas. Like, no, no, I'm not going to order clams. But they are in Houston, so yeah. maybe maybe the are seafood... Are there clams in Houston? I don't know. I guess there could be. Seafood's close. Yeah, it's... There's water. I mean... There is water. Like, I will say that also, like, because like Natalie set up, it's... The guy does everything right, and he he's painted very clearly as like being a good guy, a right. good guy who's not awkward. Like there's not, it's not like he's a wet blanket or a bad guy. Right, he's just a bad kisser. And what you're describing is supposed to be part of that, but like similar to what you're saying, my reaction though was just that. That's actually psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, remembering that it, detail from, like, like 20 years If someone I knew, if, if, if a woman I knew went on a date with someone 20 years after they met them, five years after uh-huh. they had went on a date with them, and they had memorized their order and ordered it, I would be like, all right, like, call an Uber, let me yeah, know, yeah, like, text me sure. to make sure you're safe. Yeah, like, yeah. that's, like, they he has, like, a... He like he's got like a lock of her hair too. In reality, yeah. like, was, that kind yeah, of person. So. He was almost so cool that it's like you've got to be. There's got to be a different person down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a darkness like, deep inside yeah. of him. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like, and then he's rich, and it, and like it, this sort of like, and he's kind of like coy about like because they easily could because when she said I I've got three I had three kids and I'm divorced. He was like, same here, except for the kids and the divorce. Yeah. And then, like, he did say, like, a couple relationships. Mm-hmm. But he yada yada it, and it was sort of like, oh, man, like, what have you been doing for 20 years? And it's like, I'm <laughs> kind of thinking, like, obsessed with yeah, Reba. Yeah. Like, just biding his he, time. Like, you know, clams have <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, there's just a doll yeah. with Reba's hair. Yeah. In a chair, and he brings out the linguine every night, and is like, darling, like... <laughs> I fed you dilly bars every day. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, that's, you know, that's all fun. <laughs> 
I mean, it didn't strike me as that strange. I, I just was mostly like the turn that you were talking about when it was like, oh, he's going to be an asshole because he's ordering yeah. her with, for her. And then it's like, whoop, like, no, we're supposed to think this is yeah. sweet. Like, that was the thing that that definitely got me. But now that you guys are talking about it that way, I guess just, now I, I don't guess. know. Linguini with cl- clams <laughs> is, like, of course, like, right. a very normal Italian dish. Like, yeah. it's a special in every, but it, sure. in a sitcom like this, usually you just go for, you know, whatever's closest right. there. Right. Like, well, and it, may, it like if you think about it long enough, it'll also the the part about that. <laughs> and I thought like, about it a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, is no. that what he liked about her? No, is that like she, the thing she that he puts the like, lingui? <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is like, so they were dating in college, also, right? Yeah, so yeah. like, how many college students yes, are going sure. out for like linguini with clams? Like, I don't know if you go on a date with your boyfriend, like often enough to know that he knows that that's like your order. Like, what kind of college students are these? Yeah, that true. was the part that I was skeptical of. Yeah. But, well, um, I mean, it, well, and basically, and the other thing that we get from this. We also didn't talk about there was like some Barbara Jean, um, like pity, some like vague. Yeah, she like, was like performatively being like, "Oh, Reba, I hope you find someone." Blah, blah, blah. And she even said that it was like, like Lord, like when she said he had a she had a date or whatever. Yeah. Or the flowers were from a guy. She was like, "Lord, thank you for releasing this burden off." Of right. Me. Exactly. Yeah. She feels guilty for like. Moment, yeah, I know. For sure. <laughs> um, and. And there was the whole little like Cheyenne van like being like the parents and Reba's, the classic like, the sitcom trope kinda. of reversal yeah. of roles. Right. Yeah. Every like every I mean every comedy yeah. of all time has had that at some point. You try to save it to the second season, but yeah, if you can't, yeah. you just pull it out. Oh yeah. wait, that wasn't that was that in this yeah. episode. Yeah, and they were like acting like the parents. As yeah, in, yeah. Like they go. didn't have the doctor's appointment. No, no, no that was different. Uh, so. I mean, Van did a good job of pretending to be like, "Come home, make sure." Right, exactly. That, you know, like, is 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 he gonna pick you up, sort of thing? Um, we want to meet him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was their little. But the the sort of final thing was like, because nothing happened in this episode. It's like, it was one of. I mean, I guess this is almost every Reba episode, but it was one of the episodes where at the end you just reset to like to zero. There was not like a actual plot progress yeah um but the the sort of like thing that happened was that brock like he was all smug about when he admitted or he was like yeah i I remember he was a bad kisser Mm -hmm. and that's why but he did tell her like he was like i do hope you find somebody and he said like i'll be jealous as hell when you do yeah yeah Uh, no that was kind of like okay yeah which is like conclusion and this is coming off of an episode where he basically cried and admitted that he like wanted to get back with reba oh that he had made a huge mistake right right um like in a very emotional moment like so you hadn't seen this but his dad passed in the previous episode. And, like, Reba was like, the one who kind of stepped up and, like, helped him out. Through, like, helped you know, him, like, with that. do the funeral and all that. And he, like, at the very end has a breakdown and is, like, I've made a mistake. And she's, like, oh, like, your dad knew he loved you even though it was complicated. And she's, like, that's not what I'm talking about. And she, like, cut and him off like, real Whoa. quick. She was, like, Good you're part. emotional. Don't. That's yeah, not she what was, you like, mean. I've already cried too much over you. There's, like, I don't want to put up with this. So it's a very, like, I mean, we haven't seen Reba. I'm sure, like, there's listeners who have seen all of Reba. And so, like, when we speculate, they're like, you're idiots. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it feels like they've been... We're just going through this for the first yeah. time. We're learning. That like, relationship yeah. is just strange in general. But also from what I've known about friends that have divorced parents is they all just have these really strange relationships of, like... Because, you know, Brock and Barbara Jean are always checking always in. in. Yeah. yeah. And... I mean, and, I do think that's not necessarily realistic. I don't think that, like, happens in real life. I, I think it does, though, like, with some... I mean, you gotta pick up those kids, right. you know? Picking up you those can't put it on Reba and to drop them off. there's also, like, this guilt that goes yeah. along with it. Yeah. So you're also kind of, like... And you're... I mean, you're still, like, a partner mm-hmm. with right. them in a lot of ways. Right. But, um, the... Yeah, the that whole... Uh, threesome there is very uh, strange. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to delve too much into the Barbara Jean and Brock and Reba triangle of how weird all that is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, only it's... in the course of like when it comes up and the thing. There have been more intense 
Did you watch the episode where Barbara Jean basically like confesses to Reba that she like slept with a million dentists before? Uh, no, she... I think that one's coming up soon. I think I saw <laughs> that in the Hulu description. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you we get one ep- like that was like Bar- the Barbara Jean character building episode. I mean, we basically get like whatever seven episodes of Barbara Jean being the dumbest person in the world, <laughs> and then we get one where she's like has this emotional like sympathetic moment of like this is a human being uh-huh. and she regrets the things she's done and she like doesn't want them to come back and ruin her life and it's like oh shit and then just like next episode goes right back yeah. to, like, this person <laughs> is a walking like just idiot. yeah i'm sure that's what's gonna happen with kira too like in the next episode it's mm-hmm. like back to like my wife <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, so I okay, I had a I had like an observation that was basically, I mean, at first I was thinking Reba's friend, who I don't remember her name, but yeah, she's, uh, what is it, Lorianne? Lorianne. Okay, right. I looked up. I think her name is Parker, Parker overall. overall. Yeah, Parker, oh, Parker and overall. She seems like someone who's been in a million things, but they aren't things that I've seen. Yeah, we looked it up because she was in it before. She's like a recurring that's how the guest. The main characters are right. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the gifted. The gifted actor, the gifted friend. Like she, but so she's hilarious. I think like she's definitely like good. Her dynamic being, with Brock in this one was pretty funny. Yeah, like she was just like giving giving the kill shots. I mean, she's so good at wisecracking. And then, so my theory here is that when you put her into an episode, it lifts the episode's responsibility to make Kira be the wise. Yeah, cracker. like they so, can't have uh, two yeah, people like that. And and so like. The only way Kira could cry at the end of this episode is if somebody else was being was the the, like, fi- yeah, like yeah, the thick-skinned, like, uh, yeah, like just comic relief. Yeah. Um, no, I think that makes sense. And it's like setting a a model for what Kira's going to grow up to become. <laughs> Hopefully, not like three times oh, divorced. Boy, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's coming out of a pretty chaotic household. So. <laughs> That's true. Her goth boots. We didn't talk enough. Dang. Kira was a goth in the early part of this episode. Was, she's just going to pivot more and more in that direction, I think. That was like a... It's funny when episodes... I mean, I guess it's dated, so maybe it, it seems even weirder. But like when TV shows... Like the only thing that served that in the slime was to just show that Brock's feeling guilty and buying buying this kid stuff mm-hmm. because the divorce is official. Right. And so it's like, how long did they... They are just like, ah, she's going to come in with, like, the biggest boots, <laughs> awkward <laughs> boots that are notice visible, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Jake's going to have slime that farts. Yeah. And so it's like, they wrote that in, like, two seconds. They're just like, we got some slime in the back, and somebody... We have a fart machine. Like, we'll do that. Yeah. Well... It's not, they didn't have to aim high because aiming low worked just as That's well. True. It served the purpose. And we got to see Kira's goth future. Um, should we go through some of the segments? Some of the categories, yeah. I feel like we kind of did most incongruous moment with our whole like Linguini tangent. That's, I mean, that's definitely guided. <laughs> There's probably some good candidates though. I would throw in that it's wild to not remember that someone is a bad kid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, super wild. Right. It, it, especially not to not be able to remember that you broke up with them for that reason. Well, yeah, and it's like your ex-husband remembers. Yeah. Right. And you don't. I mean, like, I, the, only, the only thing you could point towards is, like, maybe because she fell so hard for Brock mm-hmm. is that everything Just else was, like, away. fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. but... It still it's would make no sense strange. that it wouldn't at least get your memory jogged at some point during like the Like, once date. you see him, yeah. I mean, you know, like, oh, right, this guy, you know. Um, and then this is not, like, this is only, this isn't necessarily, necessarily incongruous, but, like, jarring in 2021 was that Palm Pilot. It was, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was I, yeah. It was confusing to me at first. I was like, <laughs> it's like she's on Tinder, but, yeah. like, obviously that's not, that doesn't exist. And I was like, what <laughs> is that? I was like, oh, it's a Palm Pilot. Well, I it completely was also like forgot when she about was, those. Like, 
I have like two megabytes full of yeah. options oh, here. That was the yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's two thousand two. Yeah, baby. we have we have so many contacts in our phone now because yeah. like, we don't delete them. That like you could never do that. Like, yeah. I don't know who most of the people. Yeah, right. exactly. This, yeah. Yeah. this one is just a. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Mike one, Mike two, <laughs> Mike three. Uh, I mean the the dermatologist bit. Yeah, I know, funny. that was funny. It, it was funny as a callback when she was like, okay, like, now that this didn't work out, you can finally yeah, get a Yeah, she was like, a sure thing. But what what was slightly incongruent, or just, like, sort of in the ballpark, is how funny it was that it sounded like Reba was setting up for a punchline. Yeah. And he was like, oh, like, he's ri- like he's good looking, he's a dermatologist. And she just goes... I don't want to date a dermatologist. <laughs> well, and then you think that that would be followed up by like, you know how they're, she's, they're going to be looking at my skin. Like, it doesn't well, say, it doesn't give any justification. Like implied. She's like, I'm an older woman. Like, I don't want a dermatologist to be like, okay. meticulously examining all my wrinkles I, or whatever. I think that this joke, I mean, this is... The this, people that were watching Reba got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> their, I, their audience understood yeah. exactly what was going on. I mean, I would suggest that this... <laughs> This is not a show where they're like, they kind of get the implied. <laughs> they usually make it pretty on the nose. That's probably true. Whatever. I also, we just should note that there was a little, I mean, more of our classic, like, Van and Cheyenne horniness. Like, when she comes back from her date and she's, like, wearing a turtleneck and they're both like, you're wearing a yeah. turtleneck. You got a hickey. Like, yeah. how'd it go? I'm chicka yeah. And it's just like, okay, you're both, like, 17. Right. You would not be saying this, like, I mean, if you're... It's just funny how it, like, I think you can, like... It being playful teasing, mm-hmm. I totally buy. It's just funny that they just kept going. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> Reba was like, I'm already a member of the Mile High Club. Yeah. And Cheyenne was like, go mom. And yeah, it's like, it was like, okay, as nobody if you'd ever would be ever like, say that. My mom fucked on an airplane. <laughs> so, uh, you thought your mom was cool? <laughs> like any person at any age if their parents said that would be like oh i mean i think that they've already lasted longer in the same household you know as a married couple with their mom and two siblings (laughs) than is realistic at this point that's true yeah that's true are you saying that reba isn't realistic (laughs) anyway i mean maybe with reba in the house it all like she's the magic that's right magic holds it all together well jake holds it all together Jake is like has some extremely sad moments in this episode. He's just like left in the cold, like just like what's going on? He's so the, confused. I think that actor like at, at this point of the season just knows like you know like there's probably some like directors like all right buddy like you, the scene starts here. He's just like I know just sit, <laughs> sit on the steps with my Game Boy. That I know the steps are my spot. And they're like, yeah, you go to the fucking steps. You don't say a goddamn word. (laughs) Um, Okay. J.R. Smith Award. The very original award. Mm -hmm. Johnny Device. Yeah. It is its own unique award. And it is... uh, It's basically just the character who... Made a a classic sitcom blunder. um, Made a mistake. And they're... And yet, somehow, at the end of the episode, we, we love them still anyway. love them. It's not... It, it did not... We did not hold on to any resentment. Um, I think you're right that this one is a hard one. For... It, yeah, I kind of you know, sat with it for a minute. And I was like, <laughs> you could make a case for the... Um, the guy. The guy. Mm-hmm. Whatever his I, name. I Wasn't his name like Parker or something? Yeah. Parker Reynolds? Did you know that he was in a show with Tom Hanks way back no. in the day? What show? It was called Bosom Buddies. <laughs> and it's about two guys that... Or they've just been waiting to drop this bomb like, the entire Are episode. those the two... He's one of the titular Bosom Buddies? <laughs> yeah. So he's in the show with Tom Hanks and they're the main characters and apparently they work at a uh, marketing firm. And they get um, evicted from their apartment, so they the only one that they can afford in New York is a women-only apartment <laughs> building. So they have to disguise themselves as women oh while they're in the apartment. <laughs> I was like, man, it's so wild. I feel like we need to do a separate yeah. podcast yeah. about 
about Buzz yeah, and so I, don't, I need to see if that is anywhere. Uh, yeah. It's worth watching the for the pilot just to see like what's going on there. <laughs> but I re- and how like one of them became like the most famous person in the world. Yeah, and, and the, the other one ended up on Rainbow. The guy but I kept Rainbow. looking at him and I was like, man, I don't know why that guy reminds me of Rick Moranis. He does. He no, does I it. thought of it too. But then I realized that he was the guy that replaced him in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids when they moved <laughs> it to the TV series. It became a TV series? So it was Whoa. the movie, and I was like, that's why I'm like thinking that he looks like okay. that. One, I think he kind of does look like he him, does but look two like is him. that. And so. it's why they replaced him. Yeah, they did... He has like a... I mean, they set it up to where like... They intentionally made him short. I mean, he's not he's the actor. They intentionally but, like, made they him definitely, like, they cut off the bottom No, of I mean, ass. like, there's no question that, like, the scene where they kissed, yeah. like, she was standing on something to be even yeah, taller yeah, than him. Sure. And, like, his suit was way too big. Right. You know, it was, like, all to sort of a set up, and it was, like, kind of like a, I don't know, like, Rick Moranis' dad mm-hmm. kind of, like, nerdy vibe yeah. but then it that was like this weird thing was like oh but this guy's like pretty cool yeah. you know like he's like very comfortable in his own skin and like funny Besides the linguini, so. and then yeah i mean that's part of what makes <laughs> well, him cool pretty yeah. comfortable to be able to yeah play. exactly <laughs> uh but yeah he was i mean it, it's hard to say i guess so the blunder is just that he's a bad kisser right yeah, that would and be like, do we love him anyway? Though I don't know. I feel they, like I mean, the writers definitely tried him. to leave him us. It was you know, so like, funny. A positive. The principal showing back up. Was that the principal? That was, okay. I wouldn't I have noticed that. I almost thought I would, that I was like, it yeah. probably wasn't, but then I was like, it kind of looked like her. I wouldn't have noticed that if she hadn't said it. She showed back up and like tried to swoop in. And yeah, she's like, I'm gonna. I think you're I mean, my bad kisser, which. It was a good. I felt it. It was a good move because it was like. I feel like they had to do something because clearly this guy didn't do anything wrong. wrong. Yeah. And it was like he couldn't help it. So like it would have been so sad to just be like Yeah, yeah he like true. loves Reba and it's Sucks just for him. So, yeah, yeah, instead exactly. of him like instead of and, them showing him like boarding his yacht. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had to be like, Alright. Right. And I mean like and there's like a suggestion there that I mean an interpretation of that is that he's not a bad kisser, that Reba just loves Brock. Whoa. Or not loves him, but, like, that's the only thing she likes. Because, like, another woman was like, yeah, that looks great. Like, that looked like a well, great kiss. Did y'all notice, like, on the first kiss that Reba was just, like, standing there? And, like, <laughs> that's you, yeah. can't, you can't see my face, but Billy I'm just, like, Billy Billy just so cold scared. here, and it's like... I don't think he's the bad kisser here. That's if he true. is, like, yeah. you're just not giving anything back. Here. I mean, I think that's definitely a read on it. Is like he, she's, she she's thinks he's a bad kisser about Brock. That's right. She's not over Brock. Wow. Right. Or that she's only ever thought that there's ever been one kisser. You know, a good wow. kisser. Um, and it's Barbara Jean's man. <laughs> you were gonna say it's Barbara. Jean. And it's Barbara Jean. <laughs> And it's Parker, there was like it's Parker a overall lesbian joke. Rumper Katie made a thought there was a lesbian undertone yeah, to Katie. their dynamic, Reba and the Friend, a yeah. previous podcast guest, oh. fantasy football league friend. Um, but there was that little thing like uh Reba was like, it was like kissing you or something. Like she's like talking to your her friend about the date. Oh no, they did that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What yeah. Like kissing your brother or, or, kissing you. You. or yeah. you. And she was like, well, I wouldn't go that far or whatever. She or said something. She like was that. just like, I mean, she was like took it as an insult. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. Insult, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like Reba was like, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, another lesbian joke. Yeah, it's all piling it's all up. There. Um, what else wait, we got? Okay, wait. J.R. Smith Award. I just wanted to okay. put in a vote for Kira also. Because she did fuck up. She was like leading Jake astray. But then it was because that's of her because internal that's, 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 yeah. that's a lot more accessible. Actually, that's the, that is the one, I yeah, think. I mean, sure. it's not like you couldn't make an argument for Brock. Because he, I think by saying... Like, he said the right thing at the end. Yeah. He just like said... 
I want you to be happy even though I'm going to be jealous. Right. You know, he didn't like fuck up as dramatically though. He yeah. was just kind of his general like douchebag vibe. Yeah, yeah I know. It's just going to take a lot for me to be rooting <laughs> for Brock at the end of any episode. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> They're going to have to do like a big pivot for me to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Moment that represents Reba as a feminist icon. We're uh, a little bit tough. low on this episode, I think. Yeah. I think she did a great job breaking up with him. Yeah. Very, like, It was uh, mature. She met him in person. Mature. Besides, mm-hmm. Besides the, the like, weird kiss yeah, yeah. test thing. She was very honest. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's... I mean, yeah. Didn't... She didn't, like, go with it just to go with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Didn't think that she had to be with someone. Was, right. Like, well, comfortable being alone as opposed yeah. to being with someone she had no, like, And Cheyenne for. even said that, right? Cheyenne was like, you should just date him for a few months yeah. and, like, get a few free dinners out of it. Like, whatever. Yeah. And Reba's like, I can't do that. Like, you know, that's not right. Yeah. So, if not feminist icon, sort of, like, advocate for an... developed. Exactly. Yeah. An equitable and honest relationship between people of different yeah. genders. Um, picking a Reba song that pairs with the episode. This is pretty obvious, like, pick for, like, one of my favorite all-time Reba songs, I Want a Cowboy. It's kind of, like, the whole thing of the song is, like, I don't want, like, a fake corny like city guy i want like a rough and rugged like cowboy and there's lots of like sex puns like in the song you know nice and yeah. so it's pretty like that sounds apt yeah um punching just, up a reba joke this one's hard yeah, yeah i don't know i mean it, it's always funny when you say this one's hard because it makes it sound like i'm like i mean it, this well, they nailed it, it. i mean how could it possibly be funnier yeah i just uh, don't remember a lot of ones that like stood out as well, i don't think that they maybe tried, the dermatologist thing. that's yeah, the thing they could have punched that up i just don't think that they tried very hard to make that many punchlines yeah i mean kind of like i think it, the thing is it's like when you make like the funniest parts of this episode were like at least 40 percent unintentional because it's like the dermatologist joke didn't make really any sense but i definitely laughed like really pretty hard and part of that was because i was like i don't even get why she would say that (laughs) and that's really funny so it's like i can't punch it up because i don't really get what they were going for because so it's like they nailed it in the sense that like i laughed hard at that harder than if it like made any sense i don't know and the the linguine thing like there was something there was a joke to put in there but i mean maybe it was a joke like a board writer was like we'll just do linguine with clams yeah and no one's gonna know (laughs) (laughs) i mean it could have been they could have punched up like kira's goth entrance they could have been like okay what are you in black sabbath or something you know like i don't like like cheyenne mentions that she wants to get shoes too so she's gonna Mm. go hang out with her dad so maybe she came back with like something even more ridiculous yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. that that might be it i mean that could have been that would have been the easiest callback would be like it seems like everything's resolved and kira has something like so gaudy and expensive Mm -hmm. so it's like oh like you know they always kind of figure it out at the end like they're they're trying to make it work and it's like she's just like kind of grifting yeah. for you know we just turned shit. here like goth like moving forward <laughs> i mean i hope she is it just is good for the content i think yeah i think kira is gonna be kira is probably the most malleable character well Cheyenne... jake is the most malleable character no jake is stuck is yeah, Jake's Jake not is kind of stuck. He's, he's barely in the family he's not allowed to grow up i can tell you that right now i mean it's like I'd like to think in, like, season four, he's, he's, like, he's the star cornerback, you know? He, like, imagine oh. Jake as... Oh, like, wow. We have extra content related to this line of thought that oh, yeah. we can share. Because former podcast guest James Bennett II, also Fantasy Football League member... Um, We're talking about the Reba Watchables Fantasy League. You've mentioned it a couple times. Yes, the Reba Watchables Fantasy Billy League. Is Billy is currently in first place. First, first place, place, baby. But I just... just got- Crushed. I mean, my whole team is decimated. Yeah, yeah mine well, is more decimated. I promise. That's why I'm three. Just seven. note that James Bennett, who she's about to, I'm gonna, that I just interrupted her story about, it was in <laughs> first place when he recorded his Reba Watchables. Reba Watchables. And he has been plummeted. <laughs> yeah. So you are in for a real decline. Um, but he sent me a video. <laughs> that's 
just every white cornerback in the past 10 years. <laughs> I don't the, know. I haven't. I'm not sure. I just haven't in even watched it. <laughs> in the world. I don't know if Van's in it, though. So What if it was just, like, see. all NFL players and, like, in the middle? It's, like, it's like a slideshow and, like, Van <laughs> is in the middle. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's something I'll try to remember to share it alongside the episode. So yeah. keep an eye out for, for that bonus content created by someone else and put on YouTube. That would be awesome. So, I think we, we wrapped up the episode pretty well, I think. Um, Any last thoughts Well, about- I have a question. When, who is more likely to cover Reba Song, Billy Law or the Ottoman Turks? Uh, it, it depends on the context. Um, because the Grammys. The Grammys? <laughs> 100% me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, I don't really know what Nathan's opinion of Josh Reba is. loves fancy, doesn't he? He Josh told me that Josh, he wants Josh to get a Reba seen, tattoo. Josh had seen Reba like five times in concert before the age of like fourteen. Wow. <laughs> um, I mean, we gotta get Josh on. I know that's uh, true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I would probably do that at like some bar gig or something like that. Yeah. And I think Turks would too if we did like. There's a, another Barley House residency coming up next year. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. Yay. Oh, yeah. So. Wow, sneak preview, dropping bombs so on the pod. Perhaps we can do a Live at Barley House Reba Watch oh With the whole church? With all of the church. Oh, yeah. And then we'll uh, cover Lift Me Up to Heaven. Hey. Yeah. I'm so glad you like that song. You know, it is on my seven hour Reba playlist. Good. I'm glad it made the cut. It's a good song. If you're you're listening to this podcast, please go listen to that song. It's such, uh, everything about it's amazing. It'll get stuck in your head forever. Yeah. That's that's a great song. Um, album is a great album. It is a great band. Somewhere. somewhere. Don't forget to buy it, stream it, tell your friends. I just. Bought our tickets to the uh, Lola's show in Fort Worth. That's next week. November. Yeah. Thanksgiving's next week. It's crazy. It is. I, I mean, hopefully, uh, I guess Wednesday. we'll post we'll this, post this before, like early like, next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, November it's the day before Thanksgiving. Day before Thanksgiving, which is a fun time. A lot of Fort Worth listeners, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Turks are opening up for the country singer Joshua Ray Walker. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, Maybe I've still been calling it a church song. show. <laughs> I I like right like literally yesterday. I was like, did you know? I like told her. I was like, did you know Josh is playing after the Turks? Is how I like <laughs> phrase that. <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> no, I'm excited though. I think my mom might come, so nice. we'll see. Right. Johnny's mom might come. We love mothers. Yeah, just yeah. love mothers. Adam and Tart are for the. <laughs> Mothers, we're all very—they're all very near, near to our hearts. <laughs> um, all right. Well, congrats on being the first Turk on yeah. Reba Watchables. All right, don't make it Thank the last. Don't for... make me the last one. No. No. Well, but we could have you be the only one, and then you just have a special place. Oh like, no! It'd just be too much fun. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, box Turks out. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be too chaotic. You should, you've got to have all four of us on there. Uh, no, I think so. I think live at Barley House. God, that would just be like the pinnacle of everything. Yeah. Reba watching the audio would, it would be unlistenable. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Like forget to stop recording. (laughs) It's just like four hours, and like the show is included, like all staticky. Everybody's had like four frozen ranch waters by the time we start recording. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all about the frozen vodka Red Bulls. I can't do that frozen ranch water though. That was that sounds good, man. I can't wait for this. We start getting collecting sponsors. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, true. For sure. Lakewood Landing sponsoring the library. Lakewood Landing, Spotify. Yeah, I feel like the team would be very successful if they did this. So we just need to get the tickets people around this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And they can give us a, an hour on the ticket, yeah. too. The rebuy hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jeff Skin Wade did say he wanted to come on. That's We're going to put it on the record. Yeah. He said. Yeah, we'll have him on, too. There's a lot of Dallas. He could be a part of it too. 
That's true. You get an yeah. yeah. Just a panel of like 10 people <laughs> <laughs> talking about it's like the Last Supper. Y'all got to finish season one and we'll just do a season one recap. Yeah. We'll just do the, the categories for the full season. You know? Wow. Like, who was the J.R. Smith of it's... the season one? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely Van. That's true. You don't know. It could be a late surge. By the for time this comes Jake. around, it's gonna be like we're gonna have to move this to the majestic. Like, yeah, <laughs> too big. It's too big. Exactly. The majestic is gonna reopen with this. <laughs> All right. Okay. We will wrap it up. Yes. Call it an episode. Thank Thanks you so much, so much yeah. for listening. Don't forget, Billy Law alone somewhere available everywhere. Music is available. Also, rewatchables available everywhere. Podcasts are available. Mm-hmm. Subscribe and leave a review and tell your friends. All that good stuff. And we will see you next time. See you. <laughs>